this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. We are talking today about how to have a family meeting. In our last episode, we talked about just transitioning into the summer season and what that requires of us as moms, as keepers and planners of our homes. And with any kind of transition, we have found that it's really helpful to kind of gather all your people, sit everyone down and kind of just, we just call it a family meeting here at our house, but we go through and just kind of take assessment of where we've been, how things are working, what's coming, and just kind of plan and bring everyone's voice into the mix for how to step into a transition season or a a different season. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I know that we probably do it, you know, my family and Sarah's family, we probably do it a little bit differently. But overall, the main thing is that stepping into you know, just a family culture where everyone has a voice, everyone's opinion matters. We're not just creating a plan as parents and telling the kids, this is what it's going to be like it or not. You're going to have to just submit and deal with it and don't complain. (laughs) Um, I used to run things that way, but what we have found is that bringing our kids into the decision and letting them even decide what do they think is fair. And ultimately, you know, we do have the decision-making as parents, but giving them a voice and what do they think is fair? What do they enjoy doing as far as chores or activities? What do they enjoy doing as far as if we're going to take a little trip or try to plan a couple weekend getaways over the summer, they really appreciate. And then when it comes time to do the work they have less resistance because they've been a part of creating the plan and they already agreed in advance (laughs) to the plan. Um, If you, if it's something you haven't done before, or you're just stepping into, we just want to give you a couple of tips and things just to kind of mull over in your minds. And then we would just encourage you to just do it. Just set a, set a time, have your first or next family meeting and do it messy, but see um, see how it feels and see what happens as a result within the family dynamics. But um, Sarah, tell us when you've done family meetings or you've kind of coached um, moms on how to do this, like what are the first things that you talk about or what would you suggest for, for someone who's wanting to do a family meeting to kind of head into summer? Yeah, I think 
Um, sorry if you hear in the background, I don't know if you can hear the branches are <laughs> rubbing against my window quite loudly. So the tree is trying to get in the house, but <laughs> I don't hear it. Okay. Yeah. I think having the mindset, first of all, of what the purpose is, the purpose is not to get like this solid plan in place and, you know, have all your ducks in a row by the end. If that happens, great. (laughs) But ultimately you're creating a table in your house metaphorically, and you're inviting everyone to come to it. And like you said, use their voice and share their opinion. And what we're really doing is we're setting our kids up to be used to using their voice and expressing their opinion and what their thoughts are and how they feel about a situation. And so it's like an intentional act that you can do as a parent to come against kind of that controlling. We're not controlling our kids and just dictating everything to them and mandating. We're taking an intentional step toward freedom of where they can like push back in this meeting and they can say, well, I don't think that's fair or I don't want to do that. And we can have a dialogue of like, well, what do you think is fair? What do you want to do? Like, what do you think you're best at? What do you think you need to grow in this summer? Like, what are your solutions to this problem? If you don't think you should do this thing this way, then how do you think it should be done? Like, I feel like our responsibility is to bring like the what's of what we want. Like, hey, this summer we're going to be doing some homeschooling or we're going to be going on a vacation or we're going to be spending time at this place. But then the kids can help bring the house. Well, how do we end up doing homeschool? How do we end up going on vacation? Where are we going? You know, maybe they're not picking where, but like um, their suggestions or what they would enjoy and how they would want to do a beach day or, you know, a camping trip or whatever the thing is, they're bringing their suggestions of how the thing gets accomplished because those, that's the part that's flex, the most flexible is the how. And so we can establish the what, and then they can help establish the how, but we're like trying to use this family meeting also as a, like I was saying, as a time to build into our family culture and build into our kids' expectations of really what they would expect their relationships to be like in the future that I Mm -hmm. expect to be able to use my voice. I expect to have a seat at the table. I expect to not be controlled by people, but to um, be able to give my opinion Mm -hmm. in a, you know, reasonable way. And so we practice this through things like family meetings. This is one of the ways we help our kids practice voicing Mm -hmm. their thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a good exercise just for that alone. Let's say you don't accomplish anything you set out (laughs) to accomplish of making decisions, just the practice itself. Like if you look at the big picture, what you're giving your kids, it's like a really beautiful thing. And it is coming against that controlling spirit. And it is coming against like, like putting a sand, a sand in the flag, a putting a flag in the sand. <laughs> You're putting your flag in the sand saying, I'm not going to parent in this authoritarian way. I'm going to raise up kids that know how to steward freedom. So I'm going to teach them in this setting, in a safe setting. And so it's like, you're, it's, funny to say it's like spiritual warfare, but it kind of is like you are really mm-hmm. acting counterculturally, even to Christian culture 
when you do things like this intentionally to raise, and you're raising up leaders at the end of the day, you're raising up kids who know how to make decisions and find solutions to problems because you just given them time to practice and you're not, you know, telling most kids in old Christian culture, uh, even, you know, kind of the way I was raised is your parents tell you what to do up until you're 18. And then suddenly you're bam out in the world of freedom. You have no idea how to steward that freedom. So kids like rebel really hard. They are now like getting their first taste at someone not telling them what to do for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so they don't know how to handle it. So they, they go off the rails. Right. And yeah. so this is like, I don't want my kids to get their first taste of freedom and someone not controlling them when they leave my home. Right. So we're going to practice this now, but the family meeting is also designed to really like figure out together, like, well, what do you think God is saying about what he would like us to do? You know, this is, this can be part of like teaching your kids how to hear God too. Like, well, what's the first thought that comes to your mind? Like, you know, and just give them space to practice voicing their own desires and their own, like what they're feeling Mm -hmm. and also to hear from God. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the big picture of what this looks like and what it's for. Yeah. I I started laughing because I'm picturing all of my kids being like, I really sense the Holy Spirit saying that everyone except (laughs) me should pull weeds. (laughs) I just feel like God's saying that that's not something I should do. (laughs) But no, in, in, in reality that it is, it's such good training ground to even lean into like, okay. What's non-negotiable here is everyone has to play a part. Everyone lives here. We're all part of the same team. I don't know how many times a day or a week I say that, hey, we're all on the same team. Anytime there's like a little bickering or squabble between siblings, I'm like, hey, we're on the same team. Let's be for each other. When you're arguing over who gets that or how this is like, be for each other instead of against each other, because we are all on the same team. So with that come like there's responsibilities to running a home together. The weight of running this home does not just fall on dad and I's shoulders. It's all of us because we're all on the same team. Like (laughs) you follow it. I say it all the time. So with that come responsibilities. And again, this is something that I wasn't really taught growing up. I didn't, there wasn't like this. We're in this together. We're all working for the good of our home making our, even our yard. Like I love, my husband's really good at this. He's like, don't you want our yard to be a place that like your friends can enjoy that when people come over here, it's kind of like just this beautiful safe haven that people really feel welcomed and nurtured in. And part of that comes with like just maintaining and keeping your house looking decently nice. You know, it doesn't, it's not like we're, you know, running a resort type (laughs) landscaping operation nothing like that at all, actually, but doing like the, the little maintenance things does make a difference in how it feels when you're outside. Like when you've pulled weeds and watered flowers and things, the yard has been mowed. It's a different feel than when you're outside and it's like been two weeks since you've mowed, there's weeds everywhere. There's sticks all in the yard. Um, the dog chewed up something and nobody picked it up, that kind of stuff. So we kind of talk about, we all have a role to play. What do we want things to look and feel like in this house and outside this house? And then 
how can we all come together? And then, yeah, like you said, what are you willing to do? What do you think you're good at? What do you enjoy? Who do you enjoy working with? Because some things will kind of break into teams. Like two people are going to tackle this thing this week. And then these other two people are going to tackle this thing. So sometimes we'll like cross (laughs) their siblings who get along really great generally. And sometimes we just let them pair up. Sometimes we'll do the cross pairing where it's like, okay, this might cause a little bit more butting of heads in conflict, but it's going to force them to communicate and work better together than they naturally do. But we, I think it's so important, like you said, to, I used to just make a chore chart and I would decide, and then I'd be like, all right, check it out. We're going to go over it. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. This is the days. This is the, you know, and And that worked okay. You know, it wasn't like it went up in flames and things were total disarray. But what works better is letting them take ownership in the creation of that so that then it's not like mom's making us do this. And there's not, you know, what I've noticed with my kids, especially as they get older, and I was thinking about this earlier, what's that magic age? Like when you've been raised in that authoritarian style, it it happens before you turn 18. There's a certain age. It's probably somewhere in like the 12 to 13, maybe Mark, maybe, I don't know, like getting into middle school where there's this like justice side of you that starts to realize like, this mm. sucks. like don't, <laughs> don't push me in a corner. Don't tell me what to do. Don't where it's like your inner being is resisting this, like being forced into doing anything. And I don't know that it's something I would have been able to like even put words to when that started to happen. But there's a time where truly, unless you resort to absolute abuse, you cannot control your kids Mm. anymore. You can't force it. So like my 13 year old, if I'm like, okay, go pick up sticks. And she's like, no, I mean, really even a five-year-old, what are you going to do? Like walk out there with their hands and like, (laughs) make them pick up the stick. I don't know. But, you know, there's just the control thing really, truly doesn't work. But if you've been stewarding the relationship, you've given them a voice, we're kind of all sitting around a table and being like, yeah, nobody wants to pick up sticks. Dave has always said, well, you're closer to the ground. So that's why you do it. (laughs) Like nobody, nobody wants to. For the younger kids, what we've tried to say is like, it does make sense for you guys to do that kind of a job because maybe you're not old enough to do the riding lawnmower or maybe you're not tall enough to, you know, water the plants hanging on the port, whatever. So trying to bring some reasoning into it, but also making sure, I mean, we have enough kids that there can be a rotation and nobody has to do like the one thing all summer long, but giving them the freedom sooner to actually not necessarily say, I will do this. I won't do this but to be part of the process, you know? Um, And I think a lot of parents don't introduce freedom and choices sooner because they're afraid it's going to be just a free for all. And then their kids are just going to be totally rebellious and not want to do anything they say, and they'll never obey or, you know, listen again, but it actually, because it opens up the relationship and builds more trust. I've Mm -hmm. found that my kids are more willing to do things I ask. And there's less resistance when we've built the connection through having meetings and conversations around what do you think is fair? What do you think is not? What do you enjoy? What do you not? How much of this do you think should fall on mom and dad's shoulders when we're, you know, working and providing financially for the family? 
while you guys have a lot, especially in the summer, you have a lot more time on your hands. So do you think it makes sense that you would pull a little bit more weight in certain areas to make things work since we're already doing other kinds of work that you don't have to do yet? Those kinds of things so they can logically wrap their minds around, well, mom's in there sitting on her computer doing a Zoom meeting, which is like easiest thing in the world. And I'm out here, you know, then they're not getting bitter or resentful because they understand. And I think we sometimes don't give our kids enough credit to bring them into the conversation because we think they're not going to get it, but they really can get it if we explain it. We are hosting a super fun giveaway from the company gracefulbydesign.com on our favorite place to shop, Amazon. A wonderful homeschool mom has started a company that makes so many tools and resources for busy homeschool moms and entrepreneurs. And three of our listeners are going to receive the Homeschool Mom Ultimate Bundle of five different products to help you be organized and efficient. You're going to get the complete homeschool planner, which is a monthly, weekly, daily schedule that helps you track up to six students, a cursive workbook, either botany, 50 states, or solar system, which are totally great for summer, weekly meal planner and grocery list. Who doesn't need to take some of the mental burden off of you and your husband by creating a habit of meal planning? You're also going to get a monthly budget planner to help you create a financial vision, goals, and habits. And last but not least, a family calendar. All you have to do to enter is click the link in the caption of this podcast, and it will give you several ways to enter to win. No purchase is necessary. Okay, so pause this episode, click the link, and go to enter right now to win the Homeschool Mom Ultimate Bundle. This giveaway closes in June. That's so powerful, and I I can just imagine, like, I've never done this, but now I want to, of bringing my schedule, like, that I've made, like, my my consistent weekly schedule, like Mm -hmm. that, by the way, you can have a printout for free (laughs) if you go to the link in the show notes, but having that to see, to say like, here's, because I think kids, a lot of times, you know, and I remember doing this to my parents, you're like, what are you doing all day? Like, why do I have to do all these things? Like, why aren't you doing them? Like you're doing nothing. (laughs) Right. Especially if we're on our phone and it might look like I'm just looking at my phone or I'm on social media, but I'm actually crafting a post or I'm returning an email or, you know, texting a client or a customer, but they can't tell, you Mm -hmm. know, if I'm doing work or if I'm not. And so, yeah, I think showing them your schedule is a great idea. And I really hear you talking about, we talked about like the what and the how, but I really hear you talking about the why. Mm-hmm. behind it. Here's why this chore is important. Here's why homeschool is important. Here's why helping and being a team member is important. And here's what, when we do this thing, here's the value it creates. Here's the atmosphere it creates. Here's what it gives to the family, to our experience together at home. Like, I think explaining like, um, that, that makes me want to explain it more, you know, to like, look at the things we want to accomplish this summer and talk about why they're important, like why we put them on the list mm-hmm. and to really give a vision for why really give a vision to create buy-in. It's funny. Yeah. Cause it's like, we all want our kids to be obedient. We all want our kids to not argue with us about why do I have to do this? Or why doesn't she have to, or why this isn't fair? 
So it's like, we want the same things, but the desire for compliance, it's like, you have to go that back door, that narrow way, that longer way. It takes longer to sit down and have a meeting and let everyone say their piece and listen to people's, you know, thoughts and feelings that takes longer than just making a church chart and giving it to people and saying, here's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But what you're creating ultimately, again, it's not just about the chores getting done. There's a bigger picture. Like imagine yourself being told just what to do versus by a boss or an employer or somebody that has authority over you to just like, hey, you're doing this, 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 and this every day this summer versus, hey, what do you want to do? Or like, what what are your thoughts about, mm-hmm. here's all these things you need to get accomplished. Like, how do you think this should be accomplished? Or like, what are your thoughts on this? Or what are ideas you have? Like mm-hmm. just the difference between being like as an adult, being asked to come to the table and give my piece, I would feel seen. I would feel mm-hmm. included. I would feel part of something. But if someone's just going to give me a list of things, like you're right, it's really easy to get resentful and like, geez, why do I have to do all these things? I didn't, I'm not good at half these things. I hate these things. Like, this isn't what I want. Like, and you're just mm-hmm. really mad and angry that you have to be doing all these things. Mm-hmm. But if the boss is kind of authoritarian, you know, they're not going to allow you to give any kind of feedback. And so then you want to quit your job uh, yeah. or get away from that church or, you know, whoever that authoritarian figure is. Mm-hmm. But when you get like to use your voice, you feel so accepted and yeah. received and powerful. And like, you're a part of something that, that's bigger than yourself. Like everyone wants to, ultimately everyone is made to be on a team. We are made to work together and whether our kids know that yet or not, like at least when they're adults, like they will be joining teams, whether it's a work team, a church team, a mission team, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, they -hmm. will at some point in their lives be joining teams. What kind of team do you want them to join? The kind of team that gives, lets them have a voice or the kind of team that tells them what to do, because they're going to look for whatever one they think is normal. Mm -hmm. And whatever they have grown up with, whatever they're like, oh yeah, obviously this is the way teams function. The leader just says what everyone's supposed to do and we all just do it. And if we don't do it, he gets mad at us. Like this is obviously normal. (laughs) That's like dysfunctional in a a workplace. Mm -hmm. Like that's not okay. Uh, That's not the highest, you know? But if I think that that authoritarian way is totally dysfunctional, I'm not going to join that team. I'm not going to be part of that church. I'm not going to take that job. I'm going to keep looking for something that fits me better. So it's like, I know it's a small thing to have a family meeting, (laughs) but we are really doing kingdom work, even in these little things like this. Mm -hmm. And it's so important. Mm -hmm. It really does shape their worldview and the value they put on themselves, the value they put on their feelings, their thoughts, their voice in general. And yeah, it, it just, it matters, I think, more than we think it does. And it is the longer way. It is the messier way. And then there's always, you're you're risking, well, what if we do this? And they're all like, well, I don't want to do anything. Can you just pay somebody to do it? Do we have to all? And then having like, you know, you do get into the why. It's like, mm-hmm. this is the what. We can talk about the how. We do want to explain the why. Because that's kind of like the root of all of it. Like. Why do we, why do, why do I have to clean my room and make my bed? Why do I have to read every day? 
why do we have to mow the grass? Why doesn't dad just mow the grass every time? Why do you know all those things? And um, I think it truly what it accomplishes in addition to them knowing the value of their voice and giving them a place to use it, it really develops just kind of a culture of honor where maybe they hadn't thought about when dad says, Hey, can you mow the yard? And he just says it and then you do it. There could be this like resentment, like, I don't want to mow the yard. I want to go over to my friend's house or I want to go golf or I want to whatever. I don't want to mow the yard. How come I have to make the yard and none of my friends see, you know, our kids do more work than most of their friends because we have more to take care of here. You know, when you get the why out and they understand, oh, dad's already working, you know, 50 hours a week. And when he comes home, if he has to mow, then he is having less time to devote to other projects that he's working on that you really can't help with. Like you can't, he's rebuilding a barn. It's like, you can't really go out and like get the sawmill out and make lumber. But Mm -hmm. if dad's mowing, dad's not doing that, you know? So getting into, and mom's doing meetings to grow her business so that she can help pay for whatever, all the things, our groceries, uh, our vacations, our whatever. Um, So I could clear my calendar and not do any work and I could mow that there's a cost to that. So when you guys step up to the plate and when you chip in, you're freeing us up to do the things that really, truly only we can do. Um, and sharing the responsibility is such a blessing to us. And even like expressing that, not like you have to or else, but like, we're so grateful that we have you guys as part of the team because you helping out and doing the things that you can do helps us really stay focused on the things that we have to do to advance our family. And even bringing in like, this is getting super big picture, but like, what are our family goals? What are the things that are important to us? What do we value? Our kids are all super like, we want to travel. Like our 13 year old, she's like, I want to go to Greece. I want to, I want to own an Airbnb in Greece. I'm like, okay, girl, how are you going to make, how are we going to make that happen? So we're encouraging our kids to dream and like to start to think outside the, you know, just the normal status quo box. But that requires discipline that requires us kind of staying in certain lanes and focusing on, okay, if we're generating the income that can help create some of those dreams happening, what can you do in the support roles so that we can steer the the boat? So expressing the gratitude and even getting into like deeper of the why and, and relating it back to something that truly matters to them because we've noticed a big difference in their attitudes when it's not like, just because I said so, or just so I can do this other thing I want to do, but it's like, this is for all of us. This is helping them get buy-in has to come back to what's in it for them too. Anyway. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that we're kind of creating like little entrepreneurs too. Yeah. <laughs> that can help um, you know, entrepreneurs oh, serve entrepreneurs as support roles. And um, so, yeah, it's kind of can bring that verbiage into it. They're, you know, doing these support yes. roles and helping the, the boat make it through the, <laughs> through the sea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. That's that's so good. Yeah. So we encourage you. In fact, we commission you to mm-hmm. have a family meeting 
for um, your summer, plan on having one for going into fall, which feels already like it's right around the corner. Um, so we bless you in this and we hope we've given you some vision and some whys and some whats and some hows. Um, and, you know, make it your style, make it fun. Maybe you have a snack, maybe you, you know, watch a movie afterward. Um, everyone gets a popsicle while it's happening or, you know, whatever, um, mm-hmm. whatever your jam is, your, your, your family style. So we love you guys and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts, so do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.